0: Thanks for tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. A well, good morning. Any exciting fruits or vegetables? Watermelon, some strawberries, yellow peaches. I haven't heard any single vegetable yet. What? Spinach? Asparagus? Really? Yeah. Asparagus covered in chocolate? Bacon. That way I can eat it. <laughs> oh, well, uh, yes. Uh, looking at that video, we are so thankful for what God has done over this past year and really even be, be, way before then, God has been uh, tremendously faithful and all praise and glory goes to him. It has been fun and a joy to see how God has used this place, the people of this place to help our city, our, our world, to people who come in uh, beaten, broken uh, and that and have been blessed here and helped here and encouraged here and sent out uh, thriving as a follower of Christ. And we are excited about that. It's been a joy to be part of this church for almost 18 years. Uh, and that's a, a joy God, uh, in a miraculous way, moved I down here. And uh, I was just telling the group before, we were praying beforehand, all my kids met their spouses here at this church. And, uh, and now 10 grandchildren later, um, yeah, and one just born yesterday. I'll tell you about that later. But uh, uh, you know, even in the midst of all the transition that's been going on in our world today, as we've seen people, many people move on to heaven this year. Uh, also, others have moved just on, and then even moved away. Uh, that's been. A, I, I was telling one uh, one of our leaders that if I have another person, that, and and please don't if you're going to tell me this, it's okay. But if I have another person that tells me they're moving to Tennessee, to Texas, to Arkansas, to, to whatever, I mean, it's, it's a, yeah, to Nashville or whatever, Tennessee, I'm going to, you know, but it, I just, God works for that and it's okay. You know, please feel it's okay. Uh, it's just, you know, we miss you because we love you because we are one big family. I love how Haley said that. It just, it feels like family and uh, and it is a family, but uh, even with all that, new people continue to come every week. I meet another new person that's attending, and and both online or are here in person, and we're excited about that. And sure, it's sad when we find out that some of us just stopped attending church. Uh, uh, it, it we you know we continue to reach out, and that, and and it seems that they're no longer a priority, and we, we miss them. And but even in all this, we're growing, and people are growing in their faith, and all of that. For growth, is see growth is more than just numbers and attendance, growth is being shaped to be more like Jesus as we increase both an understanding of, of God's truth and in applying God's word to our everyday life. And, and as we as a church leadership surveyed and, and, and prayed and discussed among leaders, we believe God is leading us for this next season, this next year to focus on our spiritual growth. And so in 2022, which our year starts in July, 2022 through the 2023, Neighborhood Church will seek to create more opportunities for the Holy Spirit to grow us and to mature us to be more like Christ. Uh, We as a church are going to seek to create opportunities to increase our understanding of biblical truths and uh, to be empowered to apply God's word, looking for the Holy Spirit to help us thrive as fully functioning followers of Christ. Second Peter 3.18 puts it this way, but grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and today and unto eternity. When you read that, but grow, uh, it sounds kind of bland, but actually it's written in a command form that it is a literal expectation as a follower of Jesus, someone who's come to know Jesus in a personal way. You understand you're sinful, you need a Savior, and you realize it's Jesus. When you come to that place, it is an expectation that we grow. Colossians 128 put it this way. We proclaim him, talking about Jesus, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that they may be, we present everybody mature in Christ. Because really what growth means, spiritual growth means is for us to be like Christ, to follow him in his way as we move through life in devotion and love and knowing and doing the father God's will. This next year's focus of growth fits really our God-given vision as a church. And that is that we endeavor to live in love like Jesus as we compassionately relate to our community and beyond. So all will thrive as fully functioning followers of Christ. As we worship God, as we grow in faith, belong and serve and reach out to the least, the last and the lost. So the question comes, how do we avail ourselves to grow? Do we just go out and live our lives and somehow grows, smacks us in the face somewhere or we just kind of let it go and hopefully it'll happen. It's kind of like, uh, no, there's something we need to do because it's kind of like, you know, if you had a, um, a backyard that was just dirt and you said, I'm just gonna leave it there and hopefully some fruit trees are gonna grow. It, it doesn't happen that way. What usually pops up is what? Weeds, yeah, it, it, they just happen. No fruit bearing plants or nice looking flowers or plants. We have, they have to be purposed uh, to be planted and to be cultivated and cared for. And God brings about the fruit. I have a number of, of fruit trees in my backyard. No, this fruit was not from them. There is one that was, I'll show that to you later. But it, uh, <clears throat> I have fruit trees and, and uh, it, it takes a lot. I had to plant them, open up the ground, put them in. and I had to care for them, prune them, water them, feed them, all of that. It takes some effort on our part to create the space for plants to flourish. It's the same with our spiritual growth. Doing nothing, the weeds of sin will start to take over, but proper care and making room for good fruit bearing efforts will be used by God to help us be more like Christ, more like Jesus in character, and then knowing how to navigate through this crazy world we live in and to live life God's way. Now the Bible book of Colossians, Colossians chapter one, verses nine and 10, we're we're normally in a, in the series uh, uh, on Psalms. We're taking just a little bit of break and going to look at this couple of verses in Colossians for this special Sunday, but Colossians nine, Colossians one, verses nine to 10, give us five specific ways to create space for growth in our life. And we know that God's the one who caused the growth, but we need to create the space for creating space to grow in faith yields a fruitful life that pleases God. But before we launch into this study of, of, of uh, these few verses in, in Colossians, why don't you all stand and let's just pray and ask God to teach us. <clears throat> Father God, thank you. <laughs> just thank you over and over again for this church. Lord, it has been this incredible family that has blessed my family. And Lord, bless me. I'm I'm a different man, more like you, Jesus, because of this place. And so Lord, thank you. Thank you for the way that as Colson was saying, you take messy people and, and then and they're welcome here. <laughs> Lord, I know this church is that way because of me, because I'm a messy person. And uh, you've taken my life and made it something amazing. And you've used this place. And so God, this morning, as we talk about how to avail ourselves to grow, or you would challenge us, teach us, encourage us, maybe a few things in here are things we can apply. Even this week, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may have a seat. I encourage you to take out the outline that you received. If those of you who are in person, those online, you should be able to find that on our revived section of our podcast, or our provide section of our webpage and all of that. I encourage you with that. Uh, uh, there's also a study guide you can pick up at the end of, the, of of our gathering here. It's online as well, but if you go out these double doors and turn left, there's a resource table there. There's a study guide which you can go and step further. Look up some of the verses that I've mentioned here, and there's some there's some questions to answer. A lot of our life groups, our small groups use that. But I encourage you with that. I, we also have that, like I mentioned, that space on our webpage called Revive, which has a lot of um, links and things like that that will be helpful for you to study as you, as you study God's word and grow deeper in faith. Encourage that. We also do a podcast most every week where you can tune in and for about 20 minutes or so listen, and we go a little deeper. Or Sometimes we take a crazy side path, and it's fun. Well, the Bible book of Colossians, we looked at a couple of months ago, uh, but it's a, it is a city that's uh, in ancient times, but also is in modern Turkey. That's where it's located. It was on a major trade route. The church that was formed there was thriving and people were maturing in faith. And Paul even calls them out in, 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 in chapter one, verses three and verses six saying, hey, you're amazing. You're, you're, you're fruit producing people. You're, we're seeing God work in you in amazing ways. But yet the letter goes on and talks about all the difficulties of growth. And, and just like with all believers, our growth can be interrupted, uh, be it different philosophies or thoughts of the day, uh, or continue to create, or we're not continuing to create space to grow. And so Paul encourages them through this letter to grow in faith. And right here in the very beginning of the letter, in these first two verses, 9 and 10, Paul gives us these five ways to create space for growth. For creating space to grow in faith yields a fruitful life that pleases God. Well, the first way to create space to grow is to pray. If you have your outline, you can just write that in there. If you can just jot some notes down. But the verse starts out this way, verse nine, it says this. And so from the day we heard we have not ceased to pray for you. Now, the rest of the verses are actually the prayer and it goes all the way farther beyond verse 10. But, but Paul is talking about this idea of praying, going to God, inter- interacting with God on their behalf. <clears throat> we need to have people praying for us. And I hope you're praying for other people. I wanna encourage you right now to be praying for our Cuba team. They're in Cuba right now and they've faced a lot of different um, obstacles. And so if you wouldn't mind continuing to pray for them, as they um, do the ministry that God's called them for. But we need to pray. We need to have people pray for us and we need to pray. Prayer is that interaction with God. It's either talking out loud or in our mind or like in a conversation with a friend, it's interactive. It's, It's letting God know our thoughts and our feelings and our dreams, what is on our mind, asking God questions and seeing how he answers. Now, he'll either put a thought in your mind, but always... Check those thoughts against scripture because I don't know about how your brain works, but I have some crazy thoughts that come in there and they all are not from God. And I know that because I test them against scripture. You know, oh, I want to be so angry at that person. Oh, love your enemies. Oh, maybe that thought wasn't the right one. And we need to have a, a test of our thoughts, but also God brings to our mind Bible verses. We're going through and all of a sudden you're reading something. Wow, that hits my situation right now. Duh, God's working in that in that way or circumstances. But God will bring about an answer. As we honestly seek him, if we have questions, he will give answers for that. And when we pray, it creates space to connect to God as we anticipate answers. And yeah, it takes time. And it helps sometimes to write out our prayers God's answers will not always be immediate or answer the way we want, but he will come. He will answer. Jesus is clear. Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. It's, it's setting time. It's taking time to pray, to pray as we go, to pray when we run or walk or drive. Just don't close your eyes when you're driving and praying. Don't even close one eye. Keep them both wide open, and it's okay to pray with your eyes open. Uh, be, do it. First Thessalonians five seventeen says, "Pray without ceasing." It's actually the shortest verse in the Bible because it's actually one Greek word. Pray without ceasing. God looks forward to hearing from you. He loves the sound of your voice. So we had all uh, we took three of the kids my son had a uh, his wife had a baby this this weekend and uh, so my job was to take care of all the kids and my little granddaughter Sloan loves to say papa 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 every out of every it is non-stop but you know what I love it. I love the sound of her voice because she is so doggone cute this morning she was so cute at 2:30. 245, screaming. So she came into bed with us and, you know, she just snuggles up, hey, Papa. and just, I, I love the sound of her voice. God feels that way about us. And when we come to him in prayer, he doesn't go, oh, great. It's Mike again. That's how I feel sometimes. Maybe you feel that way too, but God loves the sound of your voice we need to pray without ceasing. God looks forward to hearing from you. And prayer creates that space for growth. For creating space to grow in faith yields that fruitful life that pleases God. The next way to create space to grow is to practice. Look at the next part of verse nine. It says, go, and so from that day we heard, we did not cease praying for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. Now, the word knowledge there is a very unique word. In the Greek, it means practice knowledge. It's epigenosko, if you care about that. It, it means practice knowledge. Uh, it means second nature knowledge. How many of you know how to ride a bike? Just raise your hand. Most of you do. When you first learned how to ride a bike, how was it? You know, uh, uh, you know you, 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 when you first learned, you didn't have second nature knowledge. You didn't have that epigenosko. But as you practice and as you got it, you, now you jump on that bike and you're just rolling away and you're loving it. And it, it feels good. And it's wonderful. It's because it's practice knowledge. Well, the same it is the same with the actions of our faith. It takes practice. It takes practice to pray, to study God's word, to love our neighbor, to show kindness, to be helpful, to be generous, to help the oppressed, to serve others, to seek God's justice, to be involved in God's work and to do good works. Most of what God asks us to do is not natural. It takes practice to do what God wants us to do. It takes no practice to be selfish, self-focused and self-absorbed, to have me time and all the self-care we could ever want. For most of that is natural, <laughs> and it actually even feels right. But what God asks takes consistent practice. That's why it's good to get involved in some kind of ministry or being using your gifts for God in some way, like the people on our mission trip. Uh, Cuba is there. Uh, the Greece mission trip leaves at the end of the month, and then we have another, uh, one person going to Ecuador, one person going to Albania. We've got our, our people volunteering up at Hume Lake, Lots of opportunities to practice the truths of God in our lives. It's good to practice because it opens up space to grow. For creating space to grow in faith yields a fruitful life that pleases God. Another way to create space to grow is to study. Look now again at the last part of verse nine. And so from the day we heard, we did not cease praying for you, Asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. Here's that third part, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. All spiritual wisdom and understanding comes from our search and our study of God and his word. And as we do, there forms a reverent respect, a fear of the Lord that comes. Proverbs 2, 4 and 5 put it this way. If you seek it, that seek it. That's wisdom, God's wisdom. Studying, seek God, seek God's wisdom. As you seek it like silver, and search, search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord, and find the knowledge of God. And Proverbs two goes on. If you have your Bible, just go ahead and click over to uh, Proverbs chapter two, look at verse nine through eleven. Here is what happens <clears throat> when you seek and study God's. Will listen to what happens. Then you will understand righteousness, how to live life godly and rightly. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, not the world's justice, but God's justice, and equity and every good path. Verse 10 For the wisdom will come into your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you, and understanding will guard you. All of that from study. Wow, that's a lot that we gain from, from, from studying God's word and studying who God is. It's getting to know our Bibles and, and learning more. Anybody anybody have a study Bible? I have a bunch of them. There's a, uh, there's a lot of different study Bibles you can use. I mean, here's one of the, here's, here's the NIV study Bible. It's got all kinds of verses in here and then it's got cross references and it's got little ways you can learn more about that. There's the Nelson study Bible, uh, it's got great helps in it, little uh, little teaching shots about different characters of the Bible and all of that. And then there's the ESV study Bible. Anybody want a study Bible? And Any of you who want a study Bible actually use it and then allow me to interview you to what you learned? <laughs> yes, there, there is. There's one over here. Wendy wants one. Okay, Wendy, here you go. You can have that. Use that study Bible. And I'm gonna ask you in a couple of weeks, to share something. So be ready. See, there's accountability and, uh, in that. But start small. Maybe just look over some of the cross references of your Bible. Try to understand it a little bit more. And then grow deeper. Continue to learn and grow. Never stop learning. Because creating space will yield much in this area of study. For creating space... To grow in faith yields a fruitful life that pleases God. Yet another way to create space to grow is to surrender. If you're not in, uh, back in Colossians, go get back to Colossians chapter 1. Let's continue in verse 10. Now it says, so walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. To walk in a manner worthy or pleasing the Lord is to surrender to God's will and way. The the idea to walk is to choose to how we live our life. It was very common practice back when Paul wrote this to the church in Colossae. This idea of of walk was a very well-known idea that you're to walk in a manner worthy of and and for good Jews to, to walk in a manner worthy of whatever powerful or learned Jewish leader was of the day. But Paul emphasizes here to, we are to walk, to live in the way of Jesus, his way of life. Not what some other good teacher says or this pastor here or that uh, godly leader there, but to what, do what Jesus says because he's the one that we, we should follow. Amen? Amen. Paul is emphasizing here to walk in the way of Jesus, surrendering to his will and way. Uh, in in the Bible book of Romans that Paul wrote, he put it this way in Romans 12, one and two. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living sacrifice, that's a surrender, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing you may discern what the will of the Lord is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. See, it's it's not walking in the way of the world, but to actually surrender and to walk in the way of Jesus. And that includes to not walk in our own way. To, in a sense, die to self. Jesus was pretty clear in in Matthew 16, 24, also listed in the other gospels, when Jesus told the disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, a surrendering, and follow me. We we, we tend to only surrender to self. To surrender to Jesus is to learn of his way, to study, to practice, to apply, to live out his way of loving our neighbor, being generous, taking risks to do good works, being kind to others. It's looking for ways to please God over pleasing ourselves. Yet yet know this. (laughs) If we focus on Jesus and surrender to his will and way, our life aligns. You've heard me say this time and time again, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God, that's Christ on the throne, and surrendering to his will. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, meaning his way of life. And all these things that we worry about, because the passage before then talks about that, will fall into its place. If you want to figure out how to live life, then live it, surrendered to Christ. And you will find God's path for your life. It's a guarantee for creating space to grow in faith yields a fruitful life that pleases God. One last way to create space to grow from Colossians chapter one, verses nine and 10 is to celebrate, which is what we're doing a little bit today. Last part of verse 10, verse 10 starts out, so walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him. Here it is, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. In creating space for the Holy Spirit to grow us as we pray and practice and study and surrender, fruit will be produced. There will be results. It's just like all the fruit trees in my backyard. I have a grapevine and uh, It's producing grapes because that's what it's supposed to do. Next to that is my avocado tree and it's got little tiny avocados on it, it's working. Next to that is my apple tree. This is one of them from them. It's probably the only one I'll get because I seem to be feeding all the rats and raccoons and uh, uh, possums and squirrels and um, I don't know, birds. And this, is, this was, the, I salvaged this one. This one's the best looking one. All the other ones are not like this. There's a few down in here, maybe like that. But um, it's an expectation. Next to that is a lime tree. Next to that is a tangerine tree. Next to that is a, an orange tree. And they're all supposed to produce fruit. I, I planted some, uh, a, a couple of blueberry bushes and we took the last blueberry off of that the other day. It was so good. Mm. We celebrated it. I just planted a row of blackberries on this one little tiny space of dirt. I feel like if you had dirt, something fruit should grow there, fruit bearing. So we have some uh, um, blackberries in there, got little tiny blackberries. I can't wait. Hopefully, they'll survive all the other animals eating them. We'll get one. But uh, the evidence is visible, and we celebrate the fruit. The result of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, growing us, is seen in godly character. Somewhere in your notes, write down Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Those are character qualities that the Holy Spirit grows in us. We need to create space for them to, 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 to be cultivated so the fruit is produced. If I just took my, you know, uh, apple tree and just threw it out in the backyard saying, good luck, what would happen it would not flourish at all. It might even die. In the same way in our spiritual growth, we it, it, just attend, attending church is great, but there's a lot more to that, like praying and practicing and studying and surrendering that we need to be doing. And that fruit produces. Fruit is seen in the lives that we have helped, that God has used us to help. Fruit is also seen in the in the work that he's done in our inner heart, in that way of 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 bringing satisfaction to our life, feeling that significance that we are part of God's family, the incredible love that we feel together, the way we've grown in reliance to God, trusting in who he is, and our allegiance to him and his way of life. That's something to celebrate. See, when we create space to grow, fruit will naturally follow. For creating space to grow in faith yields a fruitful life that pleases God. See, when I plant a a fruit tree or a berry bush, there's an expectation that I will receive a yield. Something will come out of that bush, that plant. It will produce fruit. Yes, I need to cultivate the soil. I need to trim and prune and, and feed when needed and make sure it's in the right environment for growth that's part of making space for a plant. It's the same way with our spiritual growth. We need to to make space for that. And our hope and our, our prayer is that as you walk with us through this year of spiritual growth, that you would create space for the Holy Spirit to do his work in your heart. We know it starts out by making space for prayer and practice and study and surrender. And then to celebrate, for creating space to grow in faith yields a fruitful life that pleases God. I do sure, sure hope that you join us in this journey, but you also take on these opportunities and see some growth in your life. Will you pray with me? Father God, thank you for just the, the joy and reality of, of that you are involved in our growth, that yeah, we need to cultivate and yeah, we need to um, be involved in our process of creating that ground space for you to do your work. And so, Lord, may we pray more diligently and interact with you more fervently. May we practice the things that we learn. May we study your word and surrender our life to you. And then as we gather with times like this and times that we look back in you and celebrate the way that we've seen you work in our heart. So, Lord, thanks. Thanks for this church and its willingness to continue to lift up Christ and to draw people to him. And Lord, bless us even today as we celebrate you and thank you for all you've done here. Work in a mighty way, God, and bless each one of us, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.